Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Guys, welcome to the eighth episode of the Andy Campbell Championship Show, only on Ace Podcast Nation. I'm your co-host, Sai, and I'm joined by ex-championship striker, Cardiff City legend, Mr. Andy Campbell, to talk the weekend goings-on in the Skybet Championship. Welcome, Andy. Evening, mate. Great to have you back on. I seen you yesterday as well, which was yes, good. Yes, did. Yeah, yeah, of course. It was great yeah. to catch up, mate. Coffee? Yeah. Coffee and a catch-up as you came to God's country. Yes, I did. I brought the weather with me, apparently. Oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. It's like, it was safe <laughs> on Saturday, wasn't it? But like, when we met yesterday, it was hammering down. Yeah, it was a brutal, man. It was horrible. I was saying to you, like, it was all right. By the time the afternoon came and I watched my boy play, it was all right. It was good. So yeah, I picked up good luck. Didn't get wet, which was good. good. But, uh, yeah, so you enjoyed your country in, uh, in Wales as capital. Yeah, enjoyed my weekend a weekend back, and uh, say so we're going to talk about uh, the game that I went to uh, very soon. And it was uh, yeah, it was nice to come back. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, heroes welcome as well. Yeah, I did. Thankfully, it was nice. And you met some of my friends as well. I did. I did. Bonus. So, uh, just a couple of plugs, guys, before we get going with the games. Uh, all the shows and series are available in video format youtube.com slash ace podcast nation and audio at the usual podcasting platforms apple podcast google podcast spotify ditch uh, tune in radio iheart radio as well now and uh yeah loads of others as well uh we've also got a brand new mma series launching the weekend of the 5th of october the danny batten mma uh, show where myself and former cage where cage warriors featherweight champion danny batten will be breaking down ufc 243 uh, I'm thrilled to welcome Danny on board. It's going to be a good crack. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Away Day Apparel, as usual. 
Away Day Apparel is a group of casually obsessed football fans looking to bring something different to the wardrobes of like-minded people with football, music and weekend carnage high on the agenda. They aim to bring you some exclusive products, edgy, controversial, but most importantly, current. From t-shirts, polos, shorts to hoodies, jackets and accessories, stick with them and they aim to bring you terrace wear that will turn heads and provide the cutting edge look that we all crave. So, a way to go, we go. It's a, a very interesting weekend, mate. Um, it was, yeah. It was, um, there were some big games, some huge games. Um, Leeds Derby, always a big game with history. Middlesbrough Cardiff, obviously. Um, um, Sheffield Wednesday, Fulham, uh, Bristol City, Swansea City. Some big games at the top of the, the, top of the table. Some big games at the bottom of the table. I know that it's early doors. Um, Birmingham at home to... Uh, Press North End, another big game, which teams are surprising everybody. I know we'll go we'll go through that, but uh, but no, it was, it was another action-packed uh, weekend as well with uh, own goals, goalkeeper mistakes, uh, and uh, and a few more. Yeah, it's a it's a weird one. Like I can't remember if it was if we said it on the show or if we said it off air last week. That we said you don't get very many nil nils in the championship, and then no. lo and behold, I think there was yeah. two. Maybe three this week, but yeah, there's a couple. Sod's law. So we'll yeah. start with the, uh, the the big game of the weekend, Cardiff uh, versus Middlesbrough, which is always a difficult one for you, isn't it? Yeah, a difficult one for me Basically. because especially being at where, yeah, well, either either way, you know, I mean, difficult for me being at Cardiff because obviously I, a lot of, a lot of my friends came to the game as well from Middlesbrough, um, and it's trying to keep everybody happy, but. Um, I thought Middlesbrough were dreadful. I'll be honest. We spoke about it yesterday. Uh, they just didn't get started. Uh, they couldn't get off to a, to a to a worse start if they tried. To be honest, you know what I mean. They they were sloppy coming out the blocks and um, and uh, and when when they got the first corner, um, I thought to myself straight away. I thought I seen all the big guns going forward. I seen Middlesbrough backing off a little bit, and it was a brilliant ball in. And uh, Ashley Fetcher got to it first and headed it into his own goal, and it was just disastrous. And from then on, it didn't really get much better for them. Um, all right, the scoreline didn't get any better. I didn't get any worse, sorry, but they just had a lack of shots, a lack of creativity, just a lack of anything really. And it was just it's worrying times. You know what I mean? I spoke to a few people today. I've I've been on the local radio, and it's it's concerning for me because you know what I mean. Being a Middlesbrough fan, you want you want your hometown and your and your and your and your, and your club to do really well. But people talk about this transition period, and the transition period, all right, is 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 it can take up to two, three, four seasons, but. You know what I mean? When you've been used to success and, and used to good times and you've got probably the best chairman in, in, in British football looking after your football club, I, I don't see a transition working at that club. I honestly don't. I just see I see in a year's time that they panic and do something else or, or, or go down the route that they've gone down previously. And You know what I mean? It's worrying, you know what I mean? But it'll have to, it'll have to unfold this season and see, and see what happens. I just hope it doesn't, uh, it doesn't go really really bad for them because um, Saturday was really worrying. They, they just lacked lacked everything and um, and Cardiff probably worked much better on the day, but they didn't need to be. You know what I mean? We we spoke about this yesterday that um, if they'd have got out of first, second, and third gear, they could have beaten them two, three, four, five if they wanted to comfortably. You know what I mean? Gratzel didn't play, which was I, I was disappointed about, but obviously he was, he was ill, he couldn't play. I was I was really looking forward to him to play, but the best player in the park for me, Gavin White, he was absolutely outstanding. Every time he got the ball, he, he tried to make something happen. Um, I haven't seen anybody anybody so direct and quick. Um, for for a very long time, and I was I was so impressed with him, um, and I was impressed defensively with them. I know I spoke about um, 
Aidan Flint on here uh, quite a bit because I, I I was a big fan at Middlesbrough. You know, I know the things didn't work out the way that he wanted and, and the fans wanted and the club wanted, but I always thought he had quality and cream always rises. You know what I mean? And I thought on Saturday he was he was immense, towering. Won every header, won every battle. He had uh, Britta Sambalonga in his pocket and uh, and fully deserved his clean sheet. And he probably should have scored at the other end as well with a with a header in the second half. So it could have been uh, it could have been a bittersweet day for him, really. But Cardiff deserved the win, and and um, and and it's a good run for them to be on now, drawing away, winning at home, and they just need to get to that next level and and start scoring more goals. I believe. Yeah, um, like so, I'll start on Cardiff, and then I'll quickly want to ask you something about Middlesbrough. But um, you said something interesting just then, and you said something similar yesterday about um, when the corner came in. You thought you saw all the height that Cardiff had. Um, and you said yesterday to me that you felt like if Robert Glatzel had played, they probably would have scored a couple more. Yeah. Uh, because I think they had the kind of hit the bar from a header. Yeah, and probably, that, yeah. You know, with that bit of extra height, you get a bit more control with it. Um, yeah. And Cardiff, they are a big team. Uh, I agree with you. I thought Gavin White was excellent. But like Cardiff are in this unique position where they've got Gavin White, uh, Murphy... And uh, Mendes Latin, who on their day are three of the best wingers in the championship yeah. on their day. Unfortunately, all three of them can be. I, I take Gavin White out of that because everything I've seen of Gavin White so far since he's joined Cardiff, he's been excellent. But yeah. the other two, Murphy and Mendes Latin, they can be hit and miss. Like they could, one week they can turn up and they can play amazing. And they, you think, oof, hope we can hold on to these this year, and then the next game, they look terrible. Yeah. Um, I think a big problem is sometimes Cardiff go too direct and they don't use the width enough yeah. to perhaps utilise their skills. Um, I suppose I should also say, like, I slaughtered Bakuna yes, uh, last week. I thought he was really sloppy last week. I thought he was careless on the ball. He was he looked off balance. He just let every, nothing was going right for him. Uh, whereas yet on Saturday, I thought he was excellent. He yeah, he was. He was top draw, yeah. Game. yeah. He controlled everything. Um, <coughs> but yeah, I did think Cardiff were great, but they did enough. To, you know, they deserved to win, I thought. Um, with Borough, so we kind of talked about it a little bit yesterday, but for me, like, the last couple of managers so say like the last three years of Middlesbrough's managers um they've all been quite defensive minded yeah so to me it takes you can't what's it how long's Woodgate been in charge since the summer since the summer yeah July July-ish yeah so you're like it's barely it's not even what three months no, no, I, I agree. I agree. My concern is he's got, he's got, he's got the same players as, as the previous managers have, have, have had. So they're all defensive-minded players. He's got um, centre forwards for me who um, they're probably not suited to probably play together. So he's got Rudy Gestead and British Ambalonga. For me, if you want to go a little bit more direct and go for flick-ons and then get British Ambalonga running in behind, which which would work. But he doesn't like to play Rudy Gestead. He's got um, he's brought in a couple of wide men from um, West Ham, um, uh, from from lower league clubs, and I've I've been brought up with Middlesbrough signing international class footballers. I've been you know what I mean, Premier League players, and 
the top end of the championship and you know what I mean I just I, I hope he gets it right I hope I hope the whole infrastructure is is put in place for the club to do well and and he is given time my concern is is that I know the fans um do get impatient like any any supporters you know what I mean are, are they going to wait 3 years for success to turn around because in 3 years time this championship league is going to be potentially 30 times harder than it is today because who knows who's going to be in it you know what I mean? And it, it's just going to coincide with, um, you know, I mean, the money could be ridiculous. Teams could be spending a fortune. You could be having a, a Salford City, for example, in three years' time, could be in the championship spending X amount of money for the Class, yeah. class 92. You just you just don't know what's going to be what's going around the corner. You know what I mean? And money talks and, um, and you know what I mean? What I don't want to do is Middlesbrough just get passed by and, and, just, and just be... Just be, just be happy being a mid-table club, and you know what I mean. And and over the years, I look at Preston North End who've been a selling club. I don't want Middlesbrough to become a selling club. I want Middlesbrough to be a. I'd be happy with them be a yo-yo club up to the Premier League, getting relegated. I'd be, I'd be yeah. content with that because they're never going to win the Premier League in in my lifetime. I, you know what I mean? I, well, I say that lesser City fans probably said that, but in my lifetime, I don't believe it will happen. So you know what I mean? But I'd be happy with one year seeing Premier League teams or a good cup run and. I just want success, but a little bit of it. You know, I mean, I'm not greedy. I just want, uh, I just want it to be competitive. And I didn't see that on Saturday. I'll be honest. I didn't see the competitiveness. I didn't see the, you know, what I mean, I didn't see the 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 attacking, pressing, aggressive football which has been promised to 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 supporters. And you know, what I mean, if that's what's promised, then people need to deliver. Yeah, and I suppose you don't want them to be go the other way and be a yo-yo club like uh, like a Peterborough who go up and down and up and down between yeah. League One and Championship. Yeah. Um, so there's obviously there's that worry. Um, you know, I said to you yesterday, it's like if they sack Woodgate, is like who do you bring in really? Who's going to be able to do anything different with those players? Nobody. Uh, well, the money talks as well, mate, doesn't it? So who's gonna who's gonna come in? Who's gonna want to come into that football club? Someone's wanna gonna gonna want to come in, who thinks who sees the, the dollar signs, who sees the potential of spending loads of money, and that football club's not going down that down that route anymore. So, you know what I mean? It's it's cutting this cloth. You know what I mean? It's done it when Tony Mowbray was in charge four managers ago. You know what I mean? Karanka spent a lot of money. Gary Monk spent a lot of money. They're having to now re. Just reevaluate themselves and bring it all back in, and 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 start again a little bit. You know what I mean? Which is a a sensible decision for business, but at the same time, it's a football club, and the, and the area demands and wants success. And same as anywhere, you know what I mean? We're we're football fans in the day. We we we, we go, we're all competitive. We want to win, and you know what I mean. And I'm sure, um, you know what I mean. I I seen the, the Middlesbrough staff who was sat quite close to me at the Middlesbrough game, and they weren't happy. They weren't happy what was going on. So if they weren't happy. You know what I mean? They'll demand more from the manager and the staff and the players, and and if that if that if that means pushing them to the limits or, or or getting brand new players in January, then so be it. Indeed, and my view on football or modern football, shall we say, it's if the Man United fans turn on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, then nobody's oh, got any hope. No one they've says. already started to turn yeah. on social media, so you know, well, give it till Christmas. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe now. You know what I mean? You you. You see, you see managers losing the job after three games in the, in the championship. It, there's nobody safe now. So, if people are saying he's, he, give him longer than three months, nobody's safe. You know what I mean? It could be soon. It's going to be it's going to be one game that somebody's somebody's going to end up getting the sack after after a after a defeat. You know what I mean? Like fair play to Watford. You know, I, I thought Watford after Saturday might have uh, might have pressed the panic button and sacked the manager after eight 0 defeat. But you take things into context. You know what I mean? That 
sometimes you play against a team who's got better footballers than you, and you and you and you and you, and you, and you get heavily beaten. You don't want to get you heavily beaten. Day as well, can you? But yeah, you know what I mean. You take it on the chin, and and you and you just yourself down. And one day, you know what I mean. One day that the, the they might the tires might turn. You just don't know. Just don't know. Yeah, definitely. I think um, overall. Cardiff deserved to win the game, but yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, oh, that's what I was going to say. Sorry, on oh, Middlesbrough is I think you've got to give Woodgate, you've got to give him the January window to try and bring in a couple of players, and then give you know if if by you know May time when the season's starting to wind down, they're not getting relegated and they're not getting promoted to the or they're not in the playoffs, and they want to get rid of him, then that's fine because you can start building for next year. You've yeah. got to give him one full transfer window yeah. to try and build his... Because otherwise, it's just not his team anyway. No. Well, I, that, said, I said on the radio this, this afternoon, I said, I said personally, I, I'd give him, I'd give him um, a full summer because he took over in, 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 in July. In July, the players came back anyway, so I think he had a week to prepare, prepare the players and, and everything for the start of the season. That's not a long time at all. You know what I mean? Some, some managers prepared the season this season from May the 21st or May the 31st sorry when when the season finished straight away preparing bringing new players in getting lads who were out of contract you know what I mean that they haven't had that luxury and uh, and we just need the, the club just needs to get things get things into perspective a little bit and and fans need to back him he's a Middlesbrough boy he wants the club to do well like we all do but Sometimes, you know what I mean, I'm contradicting myself here because I am greedy, but I want him to do well and I, and I, and I don't want to press a panic button. But it's just, it's, it's sometimes, yeah, um, sometimes your emotions get the better of you. Yeah, they were bad on Saturday as well, which I think yeah, totally. that kind of that es- escalates all the negative emotions which you've yeah. got about how the teams play in generally. Well, I think it's, it's worse when you, when you watch it live because when you watch it live, you see the whole 90 minutes, that they're bad for 90 minutes. If you watch the highlights... They're only bad for five minutes. Bad. Yeah, they don't look as bad because they have a shot now and again. But well, <laughs> to be fair, you could have watched you could have watched the highlights for for about a week. You still wouldn't have had a shot on target, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, Rudy Castell, just to finish off quickly, um, when he was at Cardiff, I thought he was going to be a real, real decent championship player, maybe Premier League player. He was yeah. strong and young and quite pacey, and he seems he he went to Blackburn and then he went to. Gone to Middlesbrough. He doesn't seem to ever play for Middlesbrough. I don't think. He, I don't think he's. Oh, I can't remember him playing uh, more than a couple of games. He's he's been on the bench a couple of times. He he fell out with the supporters big time. Did he? Um, for, yeah. Uh, there, was a, there was a there was a game last year. We played Newport in the FA Cup. Uh, we got beat two uh, 0 live on TV, and he was uh, he was saying some not very nice things towards supporters after after a heavy defeat. And you know you can't do things like that. Supporters pay your wages and. And the, and the travel a long way to watch their football club, and you know what I mean. The least you can do when you when you win, lose, or draw is go over, clap them, throw your shirt in the crowd now and again. Yeah, it's just it's just a courtesy thing to do, and yeah. you know what I mean. You don't you don't do and say things that, especially if you love the club or you want to play for the club. If you don't, then maybe that was a tactic to get him out. But if it was, it it's backfired massively because he's still there and he's just not playing. So I don't know who's there. Yeah, I don't see, know who the who the winner is there because he's not playing, but the club's paying his wages. So it's just a nightmare all mm-hmm. around for everybody. Like to me, like only going on what he was like for Cardiff, where I saw him week in, week out, and and him versus uh, what's the other striker, a uh, longer. Yeah. If I was picking out the two, and I wanted to be a bit play a bit more attacking football, I'd play Gusted because he's he can go in the air, he can go on the deck, he can go in behind. Whereas 
a Sunderland is perhaps a bit more direct option. Yeah. But that's just, but like I say, that's like, I could be like three years out of date with that because obviously he hadn't been at Cardiff for a long time and he was younger yeah. and yeah. hungrier and he came over from France. I think, that's the, I think, I think that's the key. It's the hunger, you know what I mean? I look at some players and they're comfortable being on the big contract at a football club because who's going to take him from, from where he is now? Who's going to give him the contract that he's getting now? And it's, Nobody. And there's the answer. Unless he goes abroad and he gets a free transfer, but Middlesbrough probably would like to recoup some of the transfer fee that they paid for him. And you know what I mean. The thing is, the thing is, Andy's gone. He came over from France to Cardiff on probably a decent contract, not massive because he was young. Then yeah. he's had a big move to Blackburn, who would have had he'd have had been on a decent contract. Yeah, the, very good. Yeah. The fee they paid, and then he's gone to Middlesbrough. So he's yeah. you know he's not scratching around for for a money down the back of the sofa so it's yeah. down to motivation whether he wants yeah. to you know he wants to play week in week out and if the motivation's yeah. not there well, footballers should want to play footballers should want to play week in week out and if should. they don't there's a if they don't there's a there's a big problem there you know what I mean because it's it's such a it's such a shame we spoke about it didn't we a few weeks ago you know what I mean footballers are paid to play football if you don't play football you know what I mean what's the point if you, if you don't go to work and do your job then you know what I mean there's something there's something not right there's something not right especially the the love of football because you know what I mean I don't I've come across a footballer who doesn't love doing what they're doing there's no point training all week if you haven't got that carrot at the end of the end of the Saturday it's just a pointless exercise yeah, I saw him just going completely off subject I saw a, a Q&A yesterday with uh, Shane Warne um, cricketer and he was saying that when he came into international cricket like he was still working a day job when he first came in like early 20s and um, he was saying as he you know became more successful obviously there was money there but compared to now you know it's like two different worlds there's yeah. millions around and he said but at, at his when he was playing at his pomp it was all about like passion and wanting to break records and you know really push himself to see how good he could be and what he could do, you know, what he could do. Whereas he says now, he thinks that cricketers or footballers, they see it more as a job which pays their wages as opposed to, like, uh, I don't know, like, not, I, I wouldn't say a passion thing because it's, you know, all footballers dream of it from when they're younger. But I do wonder whether the the, the kind of urge and the the motivation to play every week and to you know, try and get to the very top of the game. Yeah. It's changed slightly over the last 10 years where the money, you know, even mediocre players in the championship can be, you know, if they've had been had a good season and had a good move, you know, they can be on thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds a week. Yeah. And maybe the motivation's not there. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, sorry, completely off subject. Um, Okay, so next game was this. Is why we take so long, is it? Because I just veer off into all sorts. Luton uh, nil, Hull City three. International uh, break. Next. Luton, Luton Town. Like I just, I, I, I feel so sorry for them. And and and, and now, I, I, I think after this Saturday, I am really worried for them. Really, really worried that you know what I mean. That that. All right, all right. They're not, they're not bottom of the league. They're not rock bottom. They're not, you know what I mean. Kenilworth Road is still a hard place to go, but. Not for Hull, not for Hull City on Saturday. On Saturday, it looked like a walk in the park. You know what I mean? The first half, Hull should have been three or four ahead. They had some guilt-edged chances which they didn't take. Uh, and fair play to Hull. You know what I mean? They carried it on second half, which normally, if you have a you have a strong 
first half normally Hull you know what I mean I normally look and they'll come back into a second half but that didn't happen really in the second half um, Hull carried on uh, they scored with a decent strike from Stewart to take to get them 1-0 up Luton probably should have equalised off a set piece just before um, Grzycki got the second uh, which the goalkeeper should have saved by the way one of many goalkeeper mistakes this weekend and then the final co- final nail in the coffin was the own goal uh, and I'm going to speak about the own goal later on because I thought it was absolutely disastrous because we're on about two professional footballers here you know what I mean two professional footballers who are going for the same ball this should not happen in professional football and no. um, to happen in the championship which which is so publicised is it's hilarious because it just shouldn't happen you know what I mean it's just, it just shouldn't happen and and the 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 player who's got the, who's got the own goal, I, I can't believe he's got it because he's given it to the Potts, who's a defender, but he's kicked it at the goalkeeper. So it's a goalkeeper's own goal. So it's 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 just there's so many wrong so many wrongdoings with it. But you know, bigger picture, Luton Town they've been absolutely ruined by the international break. Before the international break, they were they were sitting high in the in the championship. They were looking comfortable, battling the way with teams that played some of the top side in the championship and ran them all close. Drew with Middlesbrough just got beat by Cardiff. You know what I mean? And then they're playing, for me, some of the poorer sides in the, in the Championship over the last couple of weeks. And they've been heavily beaten a couple of times and they need to be very careful because there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no sentiment in the, in the Championship and every single team, when they're 2-0 up, 3-0 up against you, they, they want to go and make it 4-5 and 6. And, and there's a lot of better teams in the whole city around. And, um, and if they're going to defend like they did on Saturday um, against the West Brom, um, against the Leeds United... Um, they could take an absolute beating this season if they're not careful. Oh, God, yeah, they could take a pacing, couldn't they? I mean, th- the frustrating thing is, I would imagine for Luton fans, is before the international break, they weren't just uh, holding their own, running teams close. They were they were winning games and they yeah. were picking up points. So, they were scoring goals as well, scoring a lot of goals. Yeah. And they would have looked at these games coming up and they would have thought, God, if we can keep this form going... You know, we could be sitting pretty by Christmas, you know. They could be yeah. really almost safe by Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And the international breaks come and it's completely cut their legs away. Um, I thought Grisicki for Hull was outstanding. Yeah, I, I like um, him. I like him a lot. The first half, I didn't think Hull were that great in the first half. You know, they were all right and Luton yeah. were not. Um, but the second half, Hull really kind of, I thought they went up a gear and they just looked better. All yeah. rounds of the pitch, um, but yeah, it's like individual errors, isn't it? You had the second goal is just a big long ball, the third goal is comical. And, yeah, what's well, to, to be fair? You first, take those first, two the, things the, out, it's one the nil. First, the first goal was a decent strike, but he hit it in the floor. It could have gone anywhere. The second goal, the keeper probably should have had it. There should have been a level before that. It's it's small margins, and the last yeah. goal is rubbish. You know what I mean? It's a rubbish goal to concede, but you know what I mean. They need to make sure those small margins are just. Uh, uh, a small the other way, and uh, if they get the equaliser at the right time, they're potentially going on to win the game instead of instead of being instead of being a three 0 game because it probably wasn't a three 0 game, but that's the result in Hull City going away with a three 0 win. It just it just sometimes it flatters, and you know what I mean. I think we were just speaking about there about about Cardiff. You know what I mean. The Cardiff aren't putting the chances away, whereas you know what I mean. Hull City probably wasn't a three 0 game, but you, you're taking a three 0 victory away away from Luton Town and. You know what I mean? I watched Middlesbrough there start of the season and Middlesbrough drew their three all and probably Luton's chances what they had, they all put, they put them in the back of the net but that, that's what it is. The Championship football is so cutthroat that you've got to take your chances. You can't afford not to and at the minute they're getting punished for every little mistake and they're not putting the chances away when they get them and you know what I mean? Fine margins but they need to get this right because they don't want to fall, fall into that trap because 
Uh, I know we're going to talk about them soon, but um, Huddersfield Town looked like they're picking up a little, Stoke City picking up a little bit. So what they can't afford to do is get brought into that trap uh, because they might get swallowed up if they're not careful. Yeah, and I think with Hull as well, what they've done is they started off the season a bit, sort of stop-start. For the last couple of weeks, they've really kicked on and they really look quite dangerous going forward. You know, Jared yeah. Bowen's been scoring all season. Um, but, like, they, they're scoring goals and they've shored it up at the back so they're not conceding. Yeah. And, you know, they've got a very, very good squad. You know, if they can keep doing that, they've got a good, you know, as good a chance as anyone. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, you know, hopefully Luton, because I enjoy watching Luton. I, you know, as probably like we said in the preview show, they're a proper football club, and we were both happy to see them back in the championship. And yeah. I think it would be a real, real shame if they now kind of fall away after that really promising, entertaining start to the season. Yeah. No, well, I, look, I look at Kenilworth, Kenilworth Road side. Kenilworth Road for me is a it's a proper football ground. It's a proper mm. football club. You know what I mean? It's always a sellout. You know what I mean? The atmosphere is very good. And what I don't want to do is is Luton to, to to die away and the fans to get a little bit disheartened and the atmosphere to not be as good because if, when it, if it, when it's not as 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 tight and you know what I mean, the atmosphere is not as, as it's not bouncing, then teams won't be intimidated to go there and. You know what I mean? Then they'll, then they'll start playing their expansive football, and that's when the goals going in. You know what I mean? Because already so far this season, you know what I mean? They've let in two against West Brom, they've let in three against Middlesbrough, they've let in three today. You know what I mean? They've they've let they've let in one against Huddersfield. So there's they've scored two against Huddersfield. So they've seen a lot of goals in Kenilworth Road this season. They've been um, they've been treated to a lot of goals. They just uh, they just need to make sure that 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 more are going in the in the, in the in, in the opposition's end than they are in their own because um, it's a tough division and. And and I think they're finding out the hard way at the minute. Yeah, I just, I wanted to clarify. I I said I didn't think Hull were very good in the first half. I actually maybe not that they weren't very good. I just thought they were they they showed Luton a bit much bit too much respect. Maybe yeah. they just kind of stood off them a bit, yeah. and they was quite lethargic going forward. It it wasn't like high energy. And then as soon as the second half started. It was high press, high energy. They were breaking quickly, and yeah, then they were creating mistakes. opportunities. Yeah, forcing yeah. mistakes, and then yeah. mistakes. But I think, I think, great. I think that's a that's a league all over, mate. You know what I mean? That 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 I think the teams who press high and um, and do, do do the right things, are the teams who are creating more chances, the teams who are who are forcing mistakes from the other team, and uh, and you know what I mean? And then you see mistake after mistake, but it's 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 the teams who are going for games. For me at the minute, and they're the teams who are doing well in the league, and you know what I mean. The teams need to probably go for games a little bit more. And if you lose the game by going for it, you haven't lost anything. You're going to probably get more points during the season by doing that instead of sitting off hoping for something to happen. Because for me, that's what Luton looked like on Saturday. They looked like they were hoping, hoping for an equaliser, hoping for something to fall at their feet, and then all of a sudden you get yourself. You all of a sudden you're two one, you're two 0 down, you're three 0 down. It's game over. Yeah. Um, do we think Hull could go on and? Go playoffs, or do you think they'll be just off? Um, I, I, I think, I think they'll be mid-table at best. I'll be, I'll be honest. You know what I mean? Because I do believe um, Guzicki's playing well, Jared Bourne's playing well. My concern for, for for Hull with players like this is, 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 of uh, years gone by, that they're doing well, they'll end up losing them, and who, who they're going to bring in? You know what I mean? Then they, they, they go and get a player from the lower league again. It takes them about half a season to to get going. They'll, they'll, they'll be mid-table, I believe. You know what I mean. But it, it's just, they're a selling club. They're not a progressive football club because that's just the way that the football clubs run. And you know what I mean. Sometimes it's, it's for their own downfall. 
Yeah, as a Cardiff fan, I'd love to have Jared Bowen or Grzycki. They're exactly what Cardiff need, a bit of a, yeah. bit of creative spark and goals from... But there we go. Uh, next up, we had uh, and our final sort of main featured game is Millwall 1, QPR 2. Oh, dear. Uh, I'll tell you what, Q- QPR will absolutely just... They must be in heaven at the minute, their supporters, because... You know what I mean? We keep saying it. That they were the worst side I saw last season. And I saw them a couple of times. I'm not, I'm not just judging it on one game. And um, Our first half was, was pretty pretty timid. Um, hardly any chances at all. But we keep saying it. QPR. You know what I mean? We, we, I, think we've, I think we keep mentioning the three centre-forwards they've got. Um, but in, in, in different players each week. Which is probably um, worrying for the Championship. Because... They're not all scoring the same week and they're not scoring the next. They're taking turns. And, and this week it was Naki Wells and he scored a fantastic goal, his first goal. It was just out of nothing. Great left foot finish into the top corner. Keeper had no chance. Um, I thought Millwall looked very dangerous off set pieces. You know what I mean? Obviously, you've got the Steve Morrison factor. Um, and you've got, the, uh, you've got an equaliser through Hutchinson off a set piece. They just look very dangerous. Um, and then there we go again with a, another um, goalkeeper mistake. Um, I'll try and get his name right. So I've got... Uh, Bielkowski uh, was an absolute shocker. You know what I mean? Tried to play um, when he shouldn't do. Um, in a, in a, in a, in a, I just don't get why goalkeepers think they can do it. You know what I mean? Stick to basics. <laughs> kick it in Rose head. You know, just, just, just don't think you're a player. You're a goalkeeper. You're good with your hands. Just let's leave it at that. Um, let the players play, and you just get back in your net and just, and just play with your gloves. I, I'd, I'd be happy with that because there's just so many people thinking they can just play, and uh, and you just give away. Well, the winning goal, and it was just, uh, I was absolutely shocker, shocker. And then, but to be fair, Luke, uh, Millwall should have equalised through Jed, Jed Wallace at the end, a decent strike, but uh, unlucky for him, I think, it had the stanchion behind the goal. And, you know, I mean, it'll all be remembered uh, for the goalkeeper mistake, but Naki Wells gets himself two goals, QPR, another important three points. And regardless how the season goes for them, they're getting the points on the board already, and they're scoring goals, they're creating chances. And, and so far, they're having a, having a very good season. Yeah, and not for the first time this season. One of these teams, uh, I think it was Reading a couple of weeks ago, trying to play when they shouldn't be playing in their own half or in their own box, trying to do too much. And it's cost them because, you know, when Millwall have equalised, I think there's 20 minutes to go or 19 minutes to go, they're going to think, home game, one all, we're going to go on and win this now. We've had a few chances. You know, it's at the new den. And then within 60 seconds, they've done that mistake, calamitous, and it's 2-1. And it knocked the stuffing out of them a bit. And, you know, like I say, uh, Wallace should have scored towards the end. Yeah. But Neil Harris, when they when um, Millwall's equalised, he must have been thinking, we're going to go on and win this now. With yeah, the definitely. With the crowd behind them. Yeah. And, but, Naki Wells, mate, he's uh, been outstanding all season, and I, yeah, I thought well, he was. All, very, all, I thought, not I, just I his think, goals, I thought he was very good. Yeah, well, all three of them have. You know what I mean? That 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 Eze, your Jordan Hugill, Naki Wells, they've got for me the the, the right partnership there. You've got your big man, mm. you've got your quickness, you've got your skill, and you know what I mean. They're going to be very dangerous, and they're going to score a lot of goals. And you know what I mean? We spoke about who. Who surprises? Who could? Who could be the outsider? And for me, and for me, because of those three, um, they're going to be very dangerous. You know what I mean? All right, you've got, you've got a couple of lone players. You know what I mean? Who could go back to parent clubs? But 
you know what I mean, or could get sold on for, to other teams if, if they're doing well. And it, it would be such a shame for, for, for QPR because, you know what I mean, the, these players now are, are finding the feet, playing regular football week in, week out uh, and playing really well together. And, and I, I hope for them it continues because um, QPR over over the years, you know what I mean, especially when, when I grew up, they were always a, a big football club and, you know what I mean, they've always been in the top division and, you know what I mean, and they've been up and down when Harry Redknapp took over not, uh, not, so, not, not so many years ago. Um, you know what I mean part of me thinks that they do deserve to have, have a bit of success but you know what I mean I think uh, this season they're getting so many things right um, especially after such a disappointing season, season last season and uh, and I hope for their fans that it continues because it's always a always a good place to go down is, uh, is, is Loftus Road Yes yeah, one of my favourite grounds actually for yeah. away games um, The I do think they need to if they're going to push on for to make that run for the playoffs they need to shore it up at the back a bit. Oh, 100%. Um, still a bit. 100%. They look a bit shaky and a bit leaky, but, yeah. you know, I well, think so they're... Two, two goals, two goals and three goals. You shouldn't have to win a goal, win a game sometimes. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. one goal has got to be enough. And, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't believe QPR will keep many clean sheets this season because teams will get at them. And, you know what I mean? They have to score goals to, to be in the game. But this is the championship and the championship is just full of goals and full of mistakes. And, and to be fair... If it wasn't for the goalkeeper mistake, we could be sat here saying QPR's bubbles burst and they've they've lost because Neil Harris's side has scored in the last minute or it's a point and you would have thought QPR would have wanted to win this. You know what I mean? So you're, you're taking a massive moment out of a game at such a such a pivotal point. You know what I mean? That 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 Neil Harris must be pulling his hair out at the minute. You know what I mean? And, and yesterday and Saturday night because you know what I mean his side probably didn't deserve to lose the game. Could have drawn it at the end. Probably could have won it throughout the game. But you. We're talking about a goalkeeper mistake, and it's it's cost them massively. Yeah, I think Jordan Hugel's experience up front helps the two boys either side of him or just yeah, behind him. Yeah, he's a good blend, and he just yeah, he's like the battering ram as well. He'll take the pressure off the two runners either side of him. You know, I mean, Naki Wells, he's, he's not a frame. He's a he's a technically very good footballer. Is a is powerful. Skillful, quick, but you need the you need the you need the man to front it, and Jordan fronts it really well, and and you know what I mean. It's it's so far it's uh, it's it's a recipe a recipe for success at the minute. Yeah, indeed. Okay, so we're just gonna go through all the other games uh, now. We've got uh, first up Leeds one, Derby one. Right. Well, I saw Bielsa's interview, and uh, well, one thing I was I was I was a little bit disappointed that he didn't do it in English, um, but. Um, he's just so he just came across so frustrated that you know what I mean. All right, his side's creating chances. You know what I mean. Thirteen shots on goal. You know what I mean. Thirteen shots on goal, and they're, they're missing some horrific chances. They're, they're creating them, of course they are. But you, um, you speak about Paddy Bamford. You know what I mean. We keep on saying the same thing. They can't keep on missing chance after chance after chance. Sooner or later, they're going to have to go in and bring that 30, 30 goal centre forward in because that's their difference between them winning this league and going up in a canter. Already, they should be five points clear at the top of the league. Already, without a shadow of a doubt, they've dropped two points last minute against Swansea. Um, Nottingham Forest scored last kick against them um, a few weeks ago. Derby have done it again. It, it, it can't keep happening. It, I'm, so, I'm, I'm just so sorry. It just it can't keep happening. And you know what I mean. I, yeah, I know. I know. I have my fun with uh, with, uh, with with the lead supporters, but I'm frustrated for them because I know for a fact how 
I enjoy watching Leeds United play football going forward because they've got some great attacking play. But then you want about five margins, Si. You know what I mean? I know, I know he's uh, he's one of your favourite players in the league, but Cleese took uh, one of the worst penalties I've seen all season. Um, and we we, 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 we we give praise and credit where credit's due. Um, and Lyle Taylor takes probably the most cheekiest penalty I've ever seen. And sometimes you just want a centre-forward or your midfielder to put your foot, put your laces through it, smash the back of the net and go and celebrate in, in, in the crowd. And I believe at that time, that's what that game was calling out for. You know what I mean? Not a a side foot penalty waiting for the keeper to dive just to put him the wrong way and you know what I mean it's come back to, to bite them on the backside a little bit because with 20 minutes to go if that had gone in I, I probably would have worried for for Derby because I think it probably would have been 3, 4, maybe 5 because Derby showed nothing all afternoon and you know what I mean I think the longer the game went on they were putting decent balls in the box and Chris Martin pops up and scores and at the Cardiff City Stadium there was a few um, a few loud cheers when that goal went in I tell you Um. So first, with the penalty, I was going to say, um, yeah, he is, uh, he's one of my favourite players to watch this year, uh, Glick. And like you just said, we're, we're only fair to every, all players and teams. If they're not very good, we'll say, and if they're good, we'll give them credit, whoever they play for. Um, my problem is not so much how he took the penalty. If that's how he takes his penalties, that's fine. Like Lyle Taylor. Lyle Taylor takes his penalties like that, so that's fine. But Glick, at the start of the season, didn't take his penalty like that. Yeah, He put his foot through it. Or he, yeah. he didn't smash it by any means, but he, he ran it. It, it was powerful. It, it was more powerful than, than that one was, yeah. It wasn't this almost like a Lyle Taylor rip-off, if you like, yeah. trying to be too casual, trying to be too clever. And he's, you know, he's made a hash of his terrible penalty. Yeah. Uh, you know the keepers. The keepers celebrated it like he's won the won the, yeah. uh, the World Cup, as we said yesterday. But I mean, you know, it, and it's cost them. And going to chances that they missed, even like all the the games that you mentioned where they've dropped points. If you just factor in uh, the two games where Paddy Bamford has missed several chances <laughs> in the yeah, so like you had the game at the start of the season where he missed, I think, like four chances. Yeah, uh, and they dropped points. And then today, he's missed. Uh, he, Saturday, he's missed chances. They dropped points. That's four points just from yeah. his missed chances. Now I'm not yeah. blaming him because the week after, when he missed the chances before, he scored two and yeah. won in the game. But yeah. like, like I said earlier in the season, and like you've just said, if they want to go and win this league, they have got to take their chances. And yeah. every single game, they're missing two, three, four chances. Not always Paddy Bamford. You know, yeah. they've missed the penalty. Egan Glick, last, last week, they missed chances. Um, I think it was the Forest game. Then Was it Forest last week? Yeah, Forest did you one all the, the one before. Yeah. load of chances. They've got to be putting these teams away, especially when you think Forest, Swansea and Derby you know, they're three big championship teams. Yeah. So you've yeah. got to take chances against those teams because you don't yeah. know which Derby's going to turn up. You know, no. Derby could turn up one of these weeks and play you off the park. Same yeah. with Swansea, same with Forest. Yeah. Um, you've got to take chances and I, they're not doing that. And I do wonder whether it will cost them in the long run. 
Yeah, they've got some good games coming up. Well, when they say good games, anyone can beat anybody. But they, they play Charlton next weekend. Uh, they're at home at West Brom the week after. Millwall away, Birmingham at home. You know what I mean? So they, they, they've got some good games coming up for them. You know what I mean? Teams who, I know West Brom are, are, are unbeaten, but if, if a team's going to stop an unbeaten run, it's going to be Leeds United. So, you know what I mean? They, they, they've, they, they've got to put them, them chances to bed. And um, the lad on loan from Arsenal, is he the answer? I, I I would like to see him being given a chance because you know what I mean he's he's on loan from Arsenal for a reason you know what I mean he's, he's come on I think he's come on a couple of times this season and scored a couple of a couple of winning goals and maybe he maybe he deserves a start you know what I mean he's he's I know Paddy's is number one centre forward and he's number nine but sooner or later you've got to give somebody an opportunity who who deserves an opportunity and for me at the minute it's probably the right time to go next Saturday Charlton Athletic away let him loose and see how he does. Yeah, indeed. And, you know, he can only keep scoring off the bench, can't he? He can't do much more. Yeah, he can't do any um, more. can't do any more is what he's doing. I think the, the, the fortunate thing for Leeds is that um, over the last few weeks, Swansea have dropped points in two games in a row. Yeah. Uh, and Fulham have kind of gone off the boil a little bit. They sort of dropped some points. Yeah, so they well, we'll talk about talk about them soon, but I, I'm not 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 massively impressed with the teams in and around them. So it's a, it's an opportunity. Well, it's it's a bigger disappointment now for Leeds because with the teams could have dropped points, they could have they could have they could be even further away. Yeah. Absolutely, they could, you know if they if you I think you named four games where they've dropped points from missed chances. You know if you add what eight points to their total, this is oh. a big big difference, isn't it? Scary, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, you look where they are now. All right, the top of the league, the top of the league joint joint with Swansea City. You give them another another eight points on that, it gives them twenty twenty five points. You know what I mean? They're on seventeen. You know what I mean? And, and they've scored thirteen goals. They could be on twenty goals. You know what I mean? And that's a ma- right, that's yeah. a massive statement. You know what I mean? They're missing chance after chance. They can't afford to do it. Yeah, it's those fine margins, mate. Again, yeah. championship more than any other league. I find yeah. that those margins make the difference. Um, okay, next up we've got Birmingham nil. Birmingham on the form side as well. Uh, going in, they lost one nil to Preston. Yeah, Preston, the uh, the absolute dark horses of of this league. We both we both had them to, struggle, to be honest. They 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 are going to make us look stupid. But you know what? There's a there's always a team which surprises everybody, and you know what I mean. I, I uh, massively impressed with uh, with the goal scorer Maguire. You know what I mean? He's 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 going through scoring some regular goals. Um, and to be fair, he scored a proper centre forwards goal as well. It was a good free kick from Gallagher, decent save, uh, and Maguire was there to step up. You know what I mean? He scored. Uh, he scored last week in the win against against uh, Brentford. He scored again this week. He scored in another heavy heavy win so far this season. He's got. I think it's his fourth goal this season. So, you know what I mean? He's 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 finding his feet in the uh, in the championship and getting some regular goals and. You know what I mean? They're doing really well. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're keeping clean sheets. They're scoring goals. You know what I mean? They're, sometimes it's like picture perfect. Birmingham didn't really create that many chances. They made some some attacking subs. Um, um, they brought off uh, Bellington, who's obviously the young boy who's been scoring all, been scoring the last couple of weeks. And um, one thing I thought, because I, th- I thought of that, and I thought it's a little bit unfair, isn't it? That you know what I mean? That that the expectation on his young shoulders that he's he's got he's there expecting to score and, and being their hero week in week out. It's not going to happen. So hopefully supporters give him a little bit of a um, an easier ride, and you know what I mean. Put the pressure on Jukovic and put the pressure on the, on the experienced players because this young boy is going to be a superstar hopefully, and 
But what, what they can't afford to do is, is, is him to be the fall guy and the scapegoat every time that they don't score because he's only a young boy. And, you know, I mean, sometimes to bring off the bench now and again is, is better for his development than to throw him in week in, week out and, and expect him to, um, to be the hero all the time. Yeah, and then you're taking him off because he hasn't scored when you need a goal. Yeah. How is that going to affect 60, his confidence? To a 16-year-old, come, coming off means you're not playing very well. Yeah, exactly. So you know what I mean? You don't want to affect his confidence. You, yeah, you know what I mean. You don't know what's getting said, but you know what I mean. As a, as a player, you know what I mean. You, you want to play all the time, but you, you at the same time, you know what I mean. You've got to, you've got to protect players, and sometimes protecting them means you're not putting them on the pitch. You're keeping them where they are and keeping them off the pitch, and you know what I mean. You're protecting, protecting them in different ways. Yeah, I think so. Um... Yeah, Preston just making us look a bit silly at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah. I, do, I, hope, he, I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't continue. I hope. Yeah, they'll be like uh, top of the league now by Christmas, and this that'll be the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. So uh, next up, we had uh, the first nil nil of the day, which was Brentford nil, Stoke nil, Stoke. Oh. I was surprised to know Stoke were bottom of the league. I thought Huddersfield for sure were. Uh, Bottom of the league, but yeah, uh, well, yeah, they were. But obviously, Stoke got themselves off off the foot of the table. Uh, Jack Butland in goal got himself a clean sheet, pulled off some decent saves. Um, to be fair, Stoke could have won it. Stoke had enough chances to win it. So did Brentford. To be fair, it was a, it was probably one of the most entertaining nil nil draws of the highlights I've seen because both both sides went to win this football match, and you know what I mean. And um, and I think I think if 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 Stoke continued to play like they did on Saturday. Defensively, they look they look solid. They look strong going forward. They create chances. Um, you know, what I mean, it was like it was like a, a game of ping pong. It was one side and the other side, and you know, what I mean, I think both teams will pick up a lot of points this season playing the way that they're playing. Um, but obviously, defensively, um, both have had a concern. You know, what I mean, Brentford have let a lot of goals in, um, considering they spent a lot of money on on um, uh, on the lad from Leeds, uh, Janssen, and obviously Stoke are full of international footballers and, and, and very good very good players and spent 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 a fortune themselves. So it's for me I think it was it was probably a good result for both both teams, you know what I mean, to to show that they can keep a clean sheet and to show that they can stop the rot of bad results because both of them are have had a bit of a bit of a dip in form recently, you know what I mean? That Brentford have um they'd lost three out of three out of the four and obviously Stoke City lost three out of three in the league. So it was it was important for them to, to both get back to the basics and uh, and I think it was a good solid point for both. <coughs> yeah, I think um, Brentford uh, are a bit of an enigma to me. They uh, yeah. they've been one of the most consistent championship sides over the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Um, and this year, after they've spent some cash, they just you don't know who's going to turn up. No. Each week. No. Um, and it's bizarre because they've been so consistent in. The championship and League One over the last few years, you know, it's yeah. just unexplainable. Like it must be, it must be, frust- it must be frustrating for the supporters because you know what I mean. That that this year more than any year, they're probably expecting. Where previously, previous years, the last two or three seasons, they've just been on a wave of probably overachieving. When now they're probably expecting to do well, and now they're not. They probably don't understand what's going yeah. on. You know what I mean? That now there's a little bit of pressure on them to do well. And they're not, and um, and and Stoke, you know what I mean. That I, they'll turn it around, you know what I mean, because they've got good enough players, and 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 I believe, um, I believe Jones is 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 slowly turning things around, and 
and and, and getting it right. And, and I thought Jack Butland looked he looked full of confidence. He's had a he's had an awful start of the season, but he pulled off some half decent saves on Saturday, um, and 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 he, he probably didn't look like and didn't certainly didn't deserve to be on the on the on the losing team and uh, and deserved his clean sheet. Yeah, I thought um, he was very good, actually, Jack Butland. We criticised him heavily at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, and he, they took him out the side and he looks yeah. like he's been, you know, he's obviously been training hard and he's come back in focused yeah. and, you know, ready to go. Stoke haven't won a league game for 168 days, which is unbelievable. That is, that is scary. That is scary. Days. That is scary. Well, I watched um, I watched um, Cowley's interview with Huddersfield manager and uh, similar thing that he, he, he said, uh, winning's, winning's a skill. And he's right, you know what I mean? Winning, winning's a skill and you've got to have that winning mentality if that's, if that's winning a game of ping pong, if that's winning a game of five-a-side, if that's winning um, a game of rock, paper, scissors. It's, you want to win everything and players sometimes get stuck in a rut of losing, losing, losing. You want to win everything, you know what I mean? You want to win a flip of a coin, you know what I mean? It's, it's about winning mentality and stoke, same as all, you know what I mean? They need to get back to that that winning mentality and when they do win eventually you know what I mean it's, it can't just be a one-off it's got to be a, right we're enjoying this moment but we're going to go to the next level and, 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 and I want this feeling again instead of just being right that's a relief that, that's what it feels like yeah. you know what I mean it's got to be you know what I mean because you've still got 40 we've still got 40 games left potentially you know, 38 games left it's, there's, there's still a long way to go and um, uh, but one win will Will I believe turn into two, three, four for Stoke City very quickly, and and how close this league is this season? They could shoot right up there. Yeah, I think I said. I think it was last week. It might have been the week before. I think it was last week where I said I thought Stoke, even though they dropped points, they actually looked really good, and yeah. they looked like they were turning the corner. Oh, you know, it was the week before because then last week Joe Allen got sent off in the early on. Yeah, yeah. But they looked good in the first few minutes before he got sent off. Yeah, the one ahead. So I do think they're turning the corner and I do think, like you said, that they could go on like a run of, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten games. If they can string a couple of wins together, it could turn into one of those uh, you know, runs full of momentum that we talked about at the start of the season. Yeah. In the preview show. Definitely. Uh, Next up, Bristol City nil, Swansea City nil. Yeah, I, dis- I was disappointed with Swansea. I thought, um, I thought going to Bristol City, you know what I mean. I thought they would have watched um, the way that Middlesbrough played against them a couple of weeks ago on Sky and and got at them a little bit because defensively, Bristol City are all over the place. Um, and uh, Bristol City were all the, the ones who created more, well, the majority of the chances. They should have, they should have, they should have scored at least a couple of goals. Um, Interesting interview I seen from Lee Johnson that um, he's got a phobia, a phobia injured, um, long term injury I think it is, and he obviously desperate to bring in a centre forward. So he's he's on about bringing in um, a free somebody somebody who's a free agent who hasn't got a club. So that'll be an interesting one. I think watch this space to see who um, who he brings in because he's obviously got his eye on somebody. Um, but in Bristol City have impressed me. Bristol City are, are for me. Quite impressed with them, you know what I mean. That they've let a lot of goals in, but they've scored a lot of goals and and they go forward in droves and they create chance after chance after chance. And uh, and, and to be honest, I was very surprised that the, the Swansea held firm because um, because they rode a luck against Leeds a few Saturdays ago when they, when they, when they beat them one 0 And you can only ride your luck so many times, I believe. I don't think you can keep doing it week in week out. And 
Uh, and, and, and to be honest, if they, if they continue that, someone is going to beat them quite heavily because you can't keep on defending um, for long periods in this league because someone just smashes the door down and you're going to get beat. And uh, one, one thing I will say, though, that I wasn't impressed with the sending off one little bit. You know what I mean? Bidwell got no. a straight red card for his tackle. That was not a red card. If that happened anywhere else on the pitch, it would have been a yellow. Because it happened right in front of Lee Johnson, Lee Johnson got him sent off. And I, I didn't like that at all. It was a trip. It was, a, it was an intentional trip, a blatant trip. But I've seen 10 times worse in the Championship this season. Uh, and yellow cards have been given. And You know what I mean? If it's the last minute or not the last minute, it doesn't matter. It's intentional trip. It's a yellow card and a yellow card only. And hopefully that gets looked at because he didn't deserve a red card for me. And you know what I mean? I was very disappointed with people's reaction and Lee Johnson's in particular. You know what I mean? I know it's a, panic, uh, it's a passionate game and emotions are high. It's the last minute of a game in a local derby. Uh, England against Wales, but for me, it's not a red card at all. No, I didn't think it was either. I um, I think we said a couple of weeks ago that Bristol, they've got a massive squad. Huge. It's a really, really good squad, but they were leaking goals, and then they yeah. brought in Ashley Williams, and yeah. I thought he was very impressive. It was yeah, his home debut. Um, yeah. You know, he'd have been banged up for it playing against Swansea, because I'm sure he would have liked to have gone back there on a on a free transfer, but yeah, and didn't materialise for whatever reason. Um, Bristol's a good move for him, I think. Yeah. He's still, I think he's still good enough to play in the championship. Um, although he struggled a bit for Wales last year, but I did wonder how much of that was because he wasn't playing week in week out for his, you know, for his club sides. Um, but I think he's a very astute signing for Bristol because if yeah. they can throw it up at the back. Yeah, defensive, yeah. Def, def, defensively, Sai, you know what I mean? If you, if you can bring in international footballers and Premier League class footballers in, in the Championship, you know what I mean? It, it looks easy, you know what I mean? When Middlesbrough did it under Karanka and they had Ayala from Norwich City, they had Ben Gibson, who's now a, you know what I mean? They find it, they find it easy and, and, they, and you get a good partnership and an understanding. And, you know what I mean? You've got Kalas there. You've got, when he comes back from injury, you've got, you've got Williams. You know what I mean? These are... These are Premier League class players. These are Premier League international footballers on the day. And, you know what I mean? I'm sure. Um, you know what I mean? It'll be interesting to see who does bring in centre-forward-wise. But, you know what I mean? If he can bring in Ashley Williams on a free, he's obviously got his eye on somebody. And he's, uh, and he's obviously got an unlimited budget as well, which is, uh, which is quite interesting. You know what yeah. I mean? That, that, uh, that, that, their, their budget must be massive this season. There was Fernando Laurente. Was on a, he's available on a free. Used to right, play for okay. Spurs. Yeah, yeah. They've got an unlimited budget, and he wants a club. What a signing that would be! I don't know yeah. whether he would drop into the championship, but you know he's not playing for anyone. So, yeah. Well, as, as, as I say, we, I think we we reeled off quite a quite a few of the week, and um, you know what I mean. There's, there's there's players who are waiting. You know what I mean, waiting for the right opportunity, the right club, and you know what I mean. Even if it's only till January, it's a perfect opportunity for somebody to go and score some goals and put themselves in the right shop window for. Um, January. Yeah, do you think Swansea? I think they've been quite poor the last couple of weeks. Um, after yeah, yeah, I think they've. Uh, I, yeah, I think. Um, uh, what they got beat last week and not against Nottingham Forest. Obviously, they went to Leeds. Even even you can go back to the Leeds game. You know what I mean? The Leeds game, they were lucky to win. You know, we got beat by Forest last week. Uh, didn't score. Didn't score again. You know what I mean? And and obviously the the, the scored a scruffy goal at Leeds for the winner. You know what I mean? They're not creating the free the free flowing football and chances what they did at the start of the season. And and that must be a little bit concerning because um, 
you know what I mean? It's a, it's a tough league, and um, and you're gonna you're gonna come across the Bristol Cities, um, the West Broms, the Middlesbrough, the Leeds United. You know what I mean? There's some big games coming up. You know what I mean? And they've got Reading next week. Um, and you, you, sometimes you just don't know which Reading's going to turn up. Charlton, decent side of the day. Stoke City. You know what I mean? So by then Stoke could be on a good run. So you know, Miss Swansea you need to be to be careful and start picking up performances because. Um, because they've had such a good start of the season, you don't want to uh, you don't want to be a letdown. No, no, you don't. Yeah, did the, maybe the international break has done them. Uh, yeah. Next up, we've got Forest one, Barnsley nil. Another win for Forest. Uh, another win for another. Yeah, another another huge win for Forest. And and to be to be fair, I thought they were I thought they were bang average. I thought Barnsley created chance after chance after chance. Sambrin goal was. Uh, was fantastic. He made some great saves. He was tested throughout, and I felt really sorry for Barnsley because, um, um, you know, I mean, Barnsley have had a have had a slow start to to the season. They've they've, they've obviously had some heavy defeats against uh, Luton Town. Uh, Leeds beat them last weekend. Been to Birmingham and got heavily beaten. You know what I mean? So to go there and put in a positive display, but still get nothing from the game must be must be very frustrating. And and hopefully they don't lose lose too much heart because they're just not scoring enough goals. You know what I mean? They're, they're the least scoring side in the championship with four goals. So that thing tells you the biggest story that, you know what I mean, if you're not going to score goals in this league, you're going to get punished. And um, four goals is just not enough at all at this, in, in this division. You know what I mean? It's one goal every two games. And, you know what I mean, they need to sort that out very quickly in order to, um, to survive in this division because goals win games in the championship and, and that's survival, that's mid-table, playoffs, promotion. And, you know what I mean, last season... They weren't. They didn't score too many goals, but they scored a goal, at least a goal every game, because they they kept a lot of clean sheets. Where this season they're not keeping the clean sheets, and they're and they're getting punished at both ends. And you know, I mean, Summit's got to give because uh, because Barnes is a huge football club as well. And you know, I mean, there's no point. They 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 don't want to be a, a your your club like you just said about Peterborough and come up to the championship, get relegated back into League One, and have to go back up because you know, I mean, there's there's going to be a season sometime where. You know, I mean, there's some massive clubs in that league one, and sometimes you ain't going to get out that trap door. The Sunderlands, the Salfords, potentially in, the, in a year or two, the Peterboroughs, you know, the MK Dons. You know, what I mean, there's some massive clubs with with big followings Ipswich. and big stadiums, a big but Ipswich, some big budgets, and then you've got the potential of a Huddersfield maybe falling through. You know what I mean? And someone else, a big club, you just you just don't know. So you know what I mean? You need to be very careful, and you know what I mean. The bigger, the more, the more seasons you can stay in the in the in the highest flight or the top flight, the Championship. You know what I mean? The more revenue which comes with it, and and the more money you can uh, you can you can start putting back on the pitch and and building your club, and that they need, but they need to get it right on the pitch. Yes, absolutely. Um, I thought uh, Lewis Grabham excellent again. Watson, yeah, he was very very good. Um, I thought Forrest yeah, missed generally... his goal. Lewis, Lewis yeah. just missed his goal. He just he created, he got chance after chance. He missed a couple of one on ones. He lost his composure yeah. a couple of times, but I agree. I said at the start of the season that the um, the, the way that the um, they remind me of Wolves a little bit. Some of the passing going forward, technically, they, they, they look absolutely fantastic. They just they just they just miss that miss that cutting edge at times, and that's what I think. That's where I feel sorry for Lewis Grabbing that he's up front on his own. He's got all this pressure on his shoulders. If he had someone to to fall off him a little bit and to and to play up with him, because they play one up, two wide, one behind. It's 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 a little bit like he's he's the main the main man like a, a a Paddy Bamford for example if he doesn't score who scores you know what I mean but uh, it was Ben 
Um, who was it who scored? It was a ginger haired lad, Ben Watson. Yes, Ben Watson, ex Watford. Yeah, great ball, great cutback, and very good finish as well. You know, midfielders, third man runner, and fantastic finish in the top corner. And you know, I mean, once that goal went in, there was no, there was no, there was no looking back, and and I, I couldn't see Barnsley, Barnsley scoring after that. Yeah, no, I agree. So I um, just had a quick look at the free transfers of people on a free at the moment, uh, centre forwards, and I think I've worked out who they're going to sign. Bristol. Um, so they've what? lost. Uh, who did they lose? A phobie. A phobie to injury. So you've got Wilfred Bonney. Oh. I think I think it'll be him because he kind of fits. The same kind of player, like strong. Especially, especially if uh, Ashley Ashley Williams uh, has anything, he could yeah. uh, he could make a cheeky phone call. Uh, we got Gary Hooper, uh, Gary uh, Hooper Giuseppe Oh, interesting. Uh, Victor Victor Enichibi, uh Oberfeni Martins, Sergio Garcia. We've got a few good ones there. Yeah, God, is there ever? But yeah, I think it'll be uh, Wilfred Bonney myself. That's my mm. prediction for Bristol's free transfer signing. Good shout. Um, so, sorry about that. I just uh, go back up. So what did we just do? We just did Forest, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah Forest have been playing so well. Um, yeah, really they have. They're, um, they're, 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 they're in form side. Yeah, and, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're, uh, I, I wouldn't want to play them. I wouldn't want to play them in the minute. Uh, next up, we had Reading one, Blackburn two. Blackburn here. Blackburn are on it. Blackburn hitting some great form. And to be fair, they're scoring some great goals as well. You know what I mean? Uh, Adam Armstrong's free, uh, goal was a was a great goal. Top top corner, very well struck. You know what I mean? They've, they've just got some very good attacking players. Um, they've got Gallagher who's on loan from Southampton. You've got Armstrong, Dak, and Stewie down in behind, and. Obviously, Dak got his goal, and, and yeah, everyone knows how how much of a, a Bradley Dak fan I am. I'd love him in, in any team I support, and I'd love to see him at a higher level, being given an opportunity. But at the minute, he's playing week in, week out at Blackburn Rovers. He's scoring goals. This is his progression. This is his step up. Um, and and be, to be honest, to be playing alongside a player like Stewie Downing, Dak will be getting even better and better because Stewie will be helping him along. You've got Armstrong who's on loan from Newcastle. Or John might just sign full time. You've got Gallagher on loan from Southampton. So you've got all this all this attacking flair and the they're the, the doing pretty well. They've, they've they've picked up massively. You know what I mean? Obviously the the, the beat Black uh, the beat Millwall last week very comfortably should have been a lot more than the two. You go away to Reading who, to to be honest, at home have have, have won some. Beat beat some good sides and won some won some games quite heavily. Beat Cardiff there and and uh, beat some other sides. But Blackburn thoroughly deserved the the three points with um with some some good attacking play. Yeah, Armstrong's goal was uh, was oh, special. Fabulous. Yeah, fabulous. And uh, nice. It was a nice cross by Downing. I yeah. I feel like I've said this repeated on repeat for like the last five weeks. But Bradley Dak was outstanding again. Everything yeah, so- which Blackburn did going forward. Through him. through him, yeah, and uh, yeah, I just thought he was really good, and I thought his finish was good as well on the turn. Yeah. He gave it was, it was, it was tidy. To be honest, he should he should have laid it back for someone on the edge of the box, but he's got that much confidence. He wanted to get the shot away himself, and and he earned that little bit of luck and got the deflection and wrong footed the goalkeeper, and and it ends up in the back of the net. Yeah, what's going on with Reading, mate? Since they batted Cardiff, well, they, I, uh... I don't know. I don't, I, I, it's what concerns me that though, because. Um, 
You know what I mean? It's a similar, similar, similar to Wigan. That Wigan beat Cardiff heavily um, in the second half to score three goals. You know what I mean? And um, and then haven't really picked up since the one, the one at the weekend, which is which is something we'll talk about soon. But then same as Reading, I think since that game, you know what I mean? Are these players raising the game against the so-called bigger sides? And um, you know what I mean? I hope not because you know what I mean. Reading played Middlesbrough two weeks ago at the Riverside and they were poor. You know what I mean? It was a week after uh, international break. Puskas was being away international duty was so he started this week and you know what I mean? Maybe his maybe his tightness kicks in with international duty that travelling and you know I don't know. I can't, I can't I can't put my finger on it, but you know what I mean? Reading Reading can go and beat Cardiff like they did on that Sunday and then uh, throw in a performance like that because. It's just not good enough, and it's not good enough for the standards of a professional footballer for me, and and the high expectation. You can't raise your game against certain sides and then and then drop them against the others. Yeah, and they didn't just beat Cardiff, did they? You know, they didn't just like raise their game and beat them one 0 or two one. No, they, they smashed, they, they played them off the park. Yeah, um, for, for for one to nineteen, it could have been a hell of a lot more than what it was. So it wasn't it wasn't okay. just a you know what I mean. It was a it was a dominant display. And if you if you can put in a display like that. Against a against a strong Cardiff side, you put in a you know disrespect to Birmingham uh, to to Blackburn or anybody else. You put in a, a same display against a lesser side. You can beat them even even heavy, and you could throw yourself up the league. And like a Preston North End, you, all of a sudden you're in second or third place in the league. But league tables don't lie, and you know what I mean. You can just one one performance. It could have been must have just been a, a massive off day for for Cardiff City because uh, because Cube. Uh, Reading are just are just not consistent with their performances. No. Uh, next up, Sheffield Wednesday won, Fulham won. I had a little chuckle about uh, this. Oh, to be honest, I, I, I can't believe uh, I can't believe Fulham got anything from the game because Fulham Fulham got Fulham got outplayed, outplayed yeah. from the first to the last. Everyone goes on about um, percent possession and percentages. I uh, I do follow um, this Fulham supporter who always throws a, a fact at me every single game about about uh, possession. Uh, when they played Cardiff, it was something like seventy four percent of the possession, but they didn't win the game, so it's irrelevant. Saturday they had seventy one percent of the possession against Sheffield Wednesday's twenty nine. Sheffield Wednesday had twelve shots on goal, five on target. Fulham had two shots on target. You know what I mean? Percentage, percentages of possession means nothing unless you're going to get unless you're going to get shots on target away. Sheffield Wednesday, uh, Fletcher should have scored before he got substituted. Uh, Kadeem Harris, I'll, I'll talk about his assistant in a minute, but I thought it was outstanding on the left. You got Adam Reach on the right. You know what I mean? Gary Monk has has walked into a job for me, and walked into a very good job with uh, some very very good attacking players. He's got Westwood in goal who. I think he did make a mistake a little bit. I thought he could. I thought he could have caught that instead of punching it. But he made his decision. He punched it. He didn't get up quick enough, uh, and it was a tidy finish by Kearney. Um, but for me, I'd be I'd be disappointed for Sheffield that they didn't get the three points. But then um, going into the 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 93rd minute, you know what I mean? You 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 just snap their hands off for a draw. But you know what I mean? In the bigger picture, Gary Munkel had gone in the ch- in the change rooms at full time. Pleased with the point, but disappointed his, his side didn't pick up all three. And you know what I mean? I think uh, I think Fulham were very very fortunate that they got um, they got anything from the games. I thought they were terrible on the day. Yeah, they could have. You know, Gary Munkle have gone off, and he would have said, "Yes, we're disappointed with the point, but take the positives from it. You've outplayed 
one of their favourites for the yeah title. potentially on 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 paper the best you, side in the league. You should have beaten them comfortably. Yeah. So take that into you know your other games, and you're going to be yeah. there or thereabouts. Uh, Kadeem Harris, since he's moved to Sheffield Wednesday, really showing what he can do with a run of games. Oh, his, um, his assist, his assist for the goal side. You know what I mean? It's one of those balls where you put in between the goalkeeper and the defenders. The goalkeeper doesn't want to come and get it. The defenders didn't want to come and get it, and then and then the lad headed it in, and it was just a, oh, it, was a it was a fantastic ball. But this isn't this isn't just a one off. You know what I mean? He did, he did it last week. He did it the week before. He's he's getting assists. He's getting his name on the on the score sheet. He's he's making a name for himself. He's he's becoming a pain in the backside for fullbacks, and you know what I mean. And this is why he's 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 moved. To get himself regular first team football, and this proves and shows every young footballer that don't sit and be happy with a place on the bench. Go and play your football somewhere else. Go and make a name for yourself because there's nothing better than playing in front of a crowd week in week out. You know what I mean? He's playing in front of thirty thousand fans week in week out on his home games. What's what's better than that? Who's the who's the idiot? You know what I mean? He's, he's the he's, yeah. he's he's made the best decision. It's fair, and fair play to him because it's a, it was a big call that for for a young boy. To leave, and you know what I mean. Fair play to him; he's he's made a, he's made a, an unbelievable decision, and his and his his performances are, are justified at the minute. And Gary Monk must be must be the happiest man in the world. He's got is potentially on 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 paper, like you said about about Cardiff having having three proper wingers. Gary Monk's got two of the best as well. You know what I mean, and uh, and and two lads who will assist and both score goals as well. Yeah, and I think the thing with Kadeem Harris is. If he had, if he was still at Cardiff, he would have probably he wouldn't if he wouldn't have started any games yet this year. He would have no. come off the bench a couple of times and played against Luton in the the Coca Cola Cup as we call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, um, it's like whereas he started, I think the majority of the games for Sheffield Wednesday, if not all of them, yeah. and he's played well. And yeah, yeah. I know I've I said for the last couple of years that I felt like. If he could get a run of games out of him for Cardiff, he had the ability, and he's so quick. But he need he was looked he he always looked like a player when he came on off the bench, where he might not do that much damage off the bench. Yeah. Whereas, if he could get like a run of games, get some confidence, settle into the game a little bit, then he might. You know, there's something there, and yeah. he's proven it. Yeah. Good luck to him. I hope it continues because. We've just spoke there about Rudy, Rudy Gasted about not wanting to play. Where now yeah. you've got a boy who who was desperate to play. You know what I mean? And this is what I love. I love I love lads who have got a point to prove, who who want to get on that football pitch and play. Because sometimes it's you know I, mean, I made the decision. You know what I mean? It could have been easy for me to stay at Middlesbrough and stay in my hometown and and see my friends every day, my family every day, and sit on the bench and be comfortable and be. <laughs> From Cardiff just want to to Sheffield, um, but you know what I mean. Who knows in the future what might happen for the boy or for his his, his current club, and and it might be it might be the best thing he's ever done. Indeed. Uh, okay, so last couple of games we had Wigan two Charlton nil. Oh, Charlton. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. They're still, they're still, they're still doing okay. You know what I mean. If someone had offered Lee Boy your fourteen points to make eight games, that are that have snapped their hands off. You know what I mean. That um, the way that um, Charlton, you know, I mean, played last week against Birmingham and let themselves let themselves down a little bit. Um, I expected them to come to Wigan and um, 
and go and get a result, go and get a positive result, you know what I mean? But it just didn't happen, you know what I mean? Wigan looked more like um, the team at the start of the season. They were creating chances um, and they just looked like a different side. Um, they scored two very good goals uh, from the centre-half, Dunkley. I thought his volley in the first goal was excellent. I thought his desire for the second goal for his header was was superb as well. And uh, I'm not worried for Charlton because I, I think they're in good hands with Lee Boyer. Um, you know what I mean? I think um, I think things will things will look after themselves a little bit. You know what I mean? Lyle Taylor didn't play. He was missing. You know what I mean? So obviously that's obviously a factor which obviously you take in. You know what I mean? He wasn't he wasn't yeah. in the sixteen and uh, and sometimes you can miss you can miss players that much that it, it affects you a little bit. You know what I mean? And hopefully he can he can get himself back on the pitch sooner rather than later because uh, a side like Charlton can't afford to to be without their best player and their talisman. Uh, for more games than than they need to be because uh, you know what I mean Charlton will probably Charlton will survive for me and they'll survive by by winning enough home games at the Valley and you know what I mean I've just said there that they play they play Leeds United next Saturday uh, which is always going to be a tough game you know what I mean Leeds seem to travel really well and you know what I mean probably travel better than they do at home but um, it'll be a, it'll be a decent crowd and, and 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 Charlton hopefully will be well up for it to. Um, to try and take some points off the league leaders? Yeah, I think Bowyer will be disappointed to concede off two set pieces. Yeah. Um, but like you say... As well, like we've said, we've said this yeah, and you'd think there. League One side would be good from set pieces, like who've yeah. come up from League One. Yeah, they, they, they obviously let themselves down because it was... Uh, the first one was a volley. You know what I mean? It was, if it was a header, sometimes somebody wants it a little bit more than somebody else, but a volley's different. Yeah. A volley's somebody not marking and doing the job and... Uh, the defenders didn't do the job enough on Saturday, which is uh, which will which will disappoint which will disappoint the manager because you know what I mean you don't you don't work on tactics all week to um, to be let down by uh, by some sloppy defending. Yeah, Davy Marshall was on fire. Yeah, some great saves. Yeah, he was. Um, last game of the weekend was West Brom four, Huddersfield two. So we decided um, the game. Going to focus on before this was played. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Full of full of goals, full of action. Um, I was I was quite impressed with um, with Huddersfield. I was, you know, what I mean, uh, Cowley's talking about baby steps. I saw more than more than baby steps. I saw I saw massive improvement. You know what I mean? He's, uh, you know, what I mean, he, he's obviously he'll obviously be delighted inside that his that his side starting to implement what he wants them to do. You know what I mean? Because they they got at West Brom. Um, you know, what I mean, took the lead um, through O'Brien. Phillips equalised for, for a decent goal. Then they got themselves ahead at half time. The problem, what you've got, is with 20 minutes to go, when that goes to 2 2 for me, then Huddersfield should have shut up shop and, and, and just took a 2 all draw instead of probably trying to go and win the game again. You know what I mean? You're, you're trying to win a game against, for me, the best attacking players in the Championship. And, you know what I mean? For me, the, the, they can. They can recycle players like they did. They brought Dia Garner on. You, they brought Robson Carner on. You brought Kenneth Sahorn. You know what I mean? These kind of you, you leave Chris Bunt on the bench. You know what I mean? You, you, you bring these kind of players on. You know what I mean? They're, they're going to hurt you. And you know what I mean? If you're leaving gaps like they were, you know what I mean? The, the, some of the gaps were just ridiculous in the end in the last twenty minutes. You know what I mean? Because they're they're trying to win the game. Where you know what I mean? Game management. Sometimes you just say, right, enough's enough. We've we've been ahead once, we've been ahead twice. We're now pegged back to two all. We'll take a point back, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and when it gets to three two, 
the gaps are even bigger because they've got to go and try and get the equaliser again. And three two turns into the four two in the last minute, and, and unfortunately, you know what I mean. The game looks like a uh, it looks easier for West Brom than it was, and you know what I mean. I did feel so for for Dean Cowley, Dean Cowley and, and I hope you know what I mean. And I do believe that 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 he'll turn things around because he's. He seems very knowledgeable about football and, and, and knows his focus on where he wants that football club to go. And, and I do believe he'll he'll turn them round very quickly by uh, by a nil nil draw soon. You know what I mean? Or a scrape or, or, or a one nil win, and uh, and it'll kickstart this season because um, they deserve it. For, probably for that manager's decision to leave uh, Lincoln City because. Uh, uh, if to be fair, if he was a Lincoln manager, he probably would have been out of a job on Saturday because I think they got beat six 0 at home as well. So you know what I mean? He's probably made a good decision to jump ship and and focus on a on a on a on a bigger bigger and better club. Yeah, and I think the thing is, before the game, if he, he would have taken two all, um, so when it's gone to two all, it's up to him to obviously get his message to the players to to calm down. Yeah, because I felt like almost like they were playing emotionally. Where they were, they they could feel that they'd been playing so much better today on Sunday than they had for months. So yeah. and they'd been in the lead, so it's almost like they were like, "We can do this, we could do this as a collective." Whereas perhaps, like you mentioned, in-game management was to say, "Right, it's West Brom away. West Brom are on fire. They got all these players coming off the bench. Let's just hold. If we hit them on the break, we hit them on the break." But they got caught and. Like you say, yeah. when it goes to three two, it's you know you've got to chase it. Then yeah. Chris it, it, Brent crosses in the championship to to be able to bring him on when you yeah. want to ch- you know chasing a win or a goal is a hell of an option to have. Yeah, well, to be fair, you know I mean Slavin Bilic unbeaten this season. You know what I mean. So I just. Uh, Who's gonna Who's gonna take that mantle off them? You know what I mean? Because it's gonna take a It'll take a good performance to uh to do that. You know what I mean? And and, and if you, if you're letting the West Brom scoring goal after goal after goal and, and and going away from home, getting the point, going at home, taking all three. You know what I mean? There there could be there there could be a there could be a very scary force to be reckoned with. You know what I mean? Because they're just full of attacking players. And we spoke about earlier on when I spoke about, it and I said I said it's the teams who go for the games and try to score all the goals and. You know what I mean? I've just I've just named four excellent centre forwards who, who who potentially could play could play in the Premier League. You know what I mean? And they're all in the Championship side. And you know what I mean? That's, that's, you know what I mean? There's certainly goals in 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 that team. So you know what I mean? I think uh, I think West Brom will certainly be up there. Yeah. So last week, uh, Johnny Wish asked us in the one of the questions was who we thought was going to go up and in the automatics and that. And I think I left Fulham out, and I put I had West Brom uh, in the top two, uh, which I thought was quite controversial. But everyone I spoke to kind of agreed that they're going to be right up there. And you, I think you said the same, because they've really started to come into their own over the last couple of weeks, and they look good and they look dominant. Yeah, uh, look, they do look leak, at the manager's side. Look- also. Yeah, they do. I think that's the championship, though, because I think I think because the attack, 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 you're leaving a massive hole in defence, and you know what I mean. I think their biggest statement for me this season was was bringing in Slaven Bilic. You know mm. what I mean? Because there's, who was available? You had Jukanovic, the ex Fulham manager. You know what I mean? Who, who everyone thought Middlesbrough were going to get. You had other, other managers available to to walk into clubs, and for them to go and get 
a Slavin Bilic was a massive statement of intent. You know what I mean? Because it just shows where they want to go as a football club. And you know what I mean? If that's the intentions of the manager and the manager's getting backed from the chairman to be able to bring in the Charlie Austins and to have a Chris Bunt on the bench, you know what I mean? And and trying to keep all these players happy. Do you know what I mean? Then it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a long successful season for them if they're allowed to um, to do everything that they're, that they're, that they're wanting to do at the minute. Yeah, indeed. Okay, so uh, let's finish off now with our two for two and our Q and A's. Do the two for twos first. Uh, who you got for your first down, mate? Uh, my first down, I've gone for um, Bartos Bilikowski for his horror moment in goal for Millwall against QPR. You know what I mean? Goalkeepers should just go, just stay in goal, do what you need to do, kick it out. Don't think you can try and play. Um, give Naki Wells his, his, his well, the winning goal of the game, and you know, I mean, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't ignore him and leave him out. Yeah, so I had him, but I had a feeling you were going to pick him, so I did pick a, a reserve, uh, and I picked Lee Johnson and the referee team linesman for the sending off in the Bristol Swansea game because I felt like, I like it. Lee Johnson's I like it. reaction got him sent off. And the referee and the linesman should have seen it for what it was. So they yeah. get my. I don't want people. I don't want people sent sent off and they all play on, but I should uh, get anybody else sent off. No, indeed. So what was your second one? My second one. I've gone for the. Um, I've gone for a, a duo like you've just done there. So I've gone for Pot Luger from. Um, Luton Town the own goal on uh, I can't believe Potter's been given the own goal because please if you're watching go, try and get to watch it because the ball's over the top it was this shot it's going to go in Potter's tried to clip it he's tried to kick out a little bit of communication all the goalkeeper had to do is shout he would have picked it up then the goalkeeper's head and it ended up in the back of the net so for two professional people footballers to just not communicate is just absolutely criminal at, at that level and and for it to quality, um, awkwardness and uh, and the hilar- hilarious act of the goal following, and just I just thought they were them both in. Yeah, I think that's a fair shout. To be fair, honest. So uh, I've gone for uh, Mateus Glick from Leeds for his penalty. Just because he changed his penalty run up from earlier in the season. And he's made himself look silly, and he's cost his team three points. Uh, yeah. Is the main, main, my main thinking. And uh, as we said, we're always fair. It doesn't matter if players play for Leeds, Cardiff, Swansea, Middlesbrough, whoever. If they're good, they're good. They're bad, they're bad. Uh, so, what have you got for your first up, mate? Uh, my first up, um, I'm, I was all over this when I watched it. I watched it back about four or five times, but it was um, the Millwall captain, Alex Pierce. He um, QPR was just about a scorer, um, quite a relatively decent open goal, and he threw his body in front um, of the ball to clear it. I just thought he just put his body on the line to stop a certain open goal, and I just thought, I just thought for a player to do it, for a captain just to show his determination, and desire. You know what I mean? I was all over it at the time. It was nil nil. It took them in a, you know what I mean? And I was so disappointed in the end that obviously they lost through a goalkeeper mistake because that deserved a point or deserved the three points for him just to be able to do that. So. Alex Pierce, the uh, Millwall captain for uh, just pure determination. Good shout. I like it. Something a bit different as well rather yeah. than just a goal. 
I like it. Yeah. Um, so I've gone for uh, Bakuna from Cardiff. Oh, uh, I slaughtered him last week yeah. because I was very, very disappointed with how he had played. Right, um, we saw those signs. Right, we, right, we saw. Yeah, right, we saw. Yeah, uh, I just thought he was everything which he did on Saturday, Saturday was done to an extremely high standard. He controlled the tempo of the game. He stopped Middlesbrough from getting a foot in the midfield uh, a lot of the time. And I know, you'd like you say, Middlesbrough weren't great, but I thought he had a lot to do with that. And he used the ball a lot better than he had the week before. And I just thought everything which he did was at a, you know, a high standard and helped control the game for Cardiff. So even though it was only 1-0, it meant that they were never really under a great deal of pressure yeah. where you thought, oh, Middlesbrough are going to nick one. And uh, who you got for your last one, mate? Uh, my second one, I've gone for Che Dunkley, so Wigan's centre-half who scored two excellent goals um, uh, on Saturday. I thought his volley was at, his volley was ex, ex, exquisite. I thought it was excellent. You know what I mean? For a centre-half to score a, a goal like that, technique was excellent. I thought his second goal determination and, and, and desire to get ahead of the centre-half to score a second goal was was excellent. So I've gone for Chair Dunkley. Yeah, I had um, I narrowed it down to three. I had Chair Dunkley and I had Naki Wells and then I had uh, Carvalho from Forest for the uh, through ball for Watson and I decided on through ball because I just thought it was great vision, weight and everything yeah. and it won the game nice. and I've, like given the Nack, I've given Naki Wells I think about three times this week this this year, this season already so yeah, there we go and, and uh, just to finish off we got only a couple of questions this week uh, so we'll do some Q&A's Okay, so who's the most animated manager you've ever played under? Hashtag hairdryer. Ooh, most animated. Um, I'll go Sam Allardyce. Sam, uh, I was on loan at Bolton, and um, when Sam lost it, Sam lost it. You knew about it. You know what I mean? You you, you absolutely knew about it. But he he did it. He did it. Um, he also sometimes did it when you won as well, so you know what I mean. So it wasn't it wasn't always you're getting beat, you're getting it. You know what I mean. So he knew when you could do better. He'd come in and shout and scream, "Well done!" So you didn't know if you were in trouble or not in trouble. So it was a, it was always quite a, a surreal moment. So yeah, big Sam, big Sam did it for me and uh, scared me to death at times, but also entertained. Will doing it as well. So it was a, it was a, is a. I think that's why he's he was successful because he got the best out of players and got the best out of yeah. teams. Character as well, Nick. Um, who did you prefer playing with, uh, Peter Thorne or Robert Earnshaw? As in, who, who did you prefer, like playing alongside in starting at eleven? Um, when I played, it was it was probably easier for me to play with Thorny because obviously that we played at Cardiff, we played a little bit direct at times, and Thorny was. The, the big the big player and one one every head and one every flick on so it was for me it was easy when I played with Thorny um, and Leo you know what I mean so it was it was yeah, it yeah. was it was my game so you know what I mean when me and Ernie played together we were quite similar that we made the same kind of runs and we played 
quite similar similar positions, so it was quite difficult. You know what I mean? When we when when all three of us played together, when me, Leo, and Ernie played together, when me, Thorny, and Ernie played together, it, it worked because we both played either side of Pete, and and uh, and our runs were were off him. But yeah, it's, it was difficult because at the time it wasn't this one man up front and three men behind. It was four four two or. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was it was big man, little man, and that's the that was the way that football was was expected, or, or was the way that way that we did it. And you know what I mean? It was successful, and that's why that Ernie and Thorny had such a, a successful partnership together as well. I think Peter Thorne is one of the most un- underrated players underrated, to ever play for yeah. Cardiff. So yeah, good. He's, yeah, he was excellent, excellent. And you know what? Such a nice guy as well. You know what I mean? Such a lovely fella. You know what I mean? And fit, healthy, looked after himself and you know what I mean? He 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 was such a such a towering presence in the change room, but not a massive talker. You know what I mean? He everyone knew he was there but didn't always come across vocally. You know what I mean? So it was just a yeah, such a lovely, lovely fella. Top man. And the last one, which has got absolutely nothing to do with football. Uh what's the best T V series of all time? There you go. That's that's from, that's from uh, Cheers. Right. Okay. Uh, the best TV, or oh, in my opinion, I'm I'm going to go for I'm going to go for Max and Paddy because I, I was talking about it the other day and I, and and on my on my journey on my journey back to Middlesbrough and Cardiff and you know what I mean on, on these on these five hour drives or six hour drives I think it was yesterday that you start talking about some absolute rubbish and getting a bit delirious and we were talking about Max and Paddy and I'm and I'm going to find it later on tonight and have a little bit of a watch of a of a couple of uh, episodes because uh, because I remembered it from years ago and it was something that I loved. Love Paddy McGuinness, and, uh, and 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 I'm going to watch it later on. So I'm going to go for that one. Yeah, controversial. Maybe I preferred that uh, Phoenix Knights with Peter Kay. And, yeah, well, that's, uh, that is con- that is controversial. It is because everyone loves. I'm not a massive Peter Kay fan. No, I, I'm um, not. I, I'm not. But I'm, I'm a big uh, Paddy McGuinness fan. I've seen him live, and yeah, I, uh, I like when, when he did uh, when he when he did his tour. Um, and he was he's such such a funny guy, and you know mm. what I mean. I think uh, I think obviously um, it's just it's the spice of life, and you want you want to be you want to be entertained, and you know what I mean. You want to laugh, and you want to just enjoy yourself, and and he's up there with one of the with 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 one of, being one of the funniest people at the minute. I think he's, he's hilarious. Yeah, he just comes across as a guy who you could just have a pint with, doesn't he? And I think they you know, they that... tend to be the guys which appeal. Yeah, there's an offer. Get him, get we'll have a pint. Me, you, and Paddy McGuinness. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. So, that's the championship for this weekend. Guys, you can see the video version of this show and all the other shows that we do at youtube.com slash acepodcastnation. We've got three new shows a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We've got the new MMA show coming soon. You can download audio versions at Loads of different audio podcasting apps and catchers, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff. You can follow Andy on Twitter at AndyCampbell32. You can follow me at AceCast underscore Nation and Facebook.com slash AceCast Nation. And uh, yeah, give us, give us a thumbs up, give us a message, share the video, say hello, send questions for next week. and. Uh, We'll see you for next week's show. And you, Andy, for joining me again, mate. Top man. Top man. Enjoyed it. Uh, we'll see you all next week, guys. Cheers. Top man. See ya.
Social Podcast Network.